0: So doctors are actually notorious for being horrible with money, and that's not what you expect from a high-earning individual. When you think of a doctor in terms of finances, you think of a wealthy individual, well-off, stable, and the job does pay well, and it is pretty stable, but what you do with your money is very different than how much money you have. And it's kind of a recipe for disaster in terms of the process of becoming a doctor, because you give a bunch of naive 20 year olds access to hundreds of thousands of dollars in the form of loans you don't teach them about money management and then they make very little money as a resident and then finally their doctor money and throughout this whole process they haven't had any formal education when it comes to finances like our education system is horrible when it comes to financial education in high school or at least in medical school like it's absolutely inexcusable that you can't have a week-long basic course about finance, like it it's absurd. But as a wise man once said, it is what it is, it is what it is. <laughs> kind of have to take things into your own hands sometimes. So hopefully this video helps you guys out in presenting some of the basics about finance. Now before we start, I just want to say I'm not your financial advisor, I'm not your accountant, I'm not your lawyer, I'm not anything of yours. I know nothing, don't listen to me. And with that said, let's get started. So the first thing you need to understand is the difference between assets and liabilities. An asset is something that you own that holds value. For example, sell me this pen. If this is my pen and I'm selling it to you for let's say $5, this is an asset I have that is worth $5. So when it comes to my net worth, This is going in the good column i own this this gives me value in the financial sense a liability is something that you owe or something that is taking money away from you for example if this is your pen and now i'm paying you five dollars for it but it's not my five dollars it's five dollars that i've taken out of a loan or a line of credit whatever the case may be it's a liability for five dollars because i owe those five dollars they were never mine and now They're not mine, and I don't have access to them because I gave them to you. So obviously that was a very basic introduction to what assets and liabilities are, and the reason it's important is because people don't really look at whether something is an asset or it's a liability when they go to buy something. So for example, a lot of people, they buy a car and they think it's an asset because they own it, but really, if you look deeper, it's really a liability because the second you drive it off the lot, it's losing value, so if you were to sell it, every day that goes by it's worth less and less and less than the day you bought it so you have to be careful when you're spending money especially money that's not actually yours and consider the fact is this thing that I'm about to buy an asset or is it a liability so what you need to do is financially educate yourself and find resources that work for you that are going to teach you the basics and beyond if you want to learn it some of the ones that I like to use is a YouTube channel called minority mindset There's something called The White Coat Investor, and this is specifically focused on doctors and healthcare professionals. There's a book called I Will Teach You To Be Rich, and one that's very important is a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And this is going to teach you some financial basics that everybody should know, especially in a capitalistic society, and almost nobody does. So I'll link those down below, but the next thing that you need to understand is compound interest because this can work both for and against you and for most of your process, it's working against you negatively. So let's say that you need $100 and you come to me and I say, sure, here's $100, but next month you have to pay me back with an interest rate of 10%. So you use the money however you need it and I come to you next month and you have to pay me, but it's not just $100 that you use. Now it's $110, including the interest rate that I'm charging you. And let's say you're in a tough situation and you say, hey man, I have the $110, but I can really use them because whatever the case may be, and I say sure, keep the $110, but same thing, next month I'm gonna come back and you have to give me that $110 and a 10% interest rate. So now when I come back to you next month, it's not just $100 that you're paying me back, it's not just $110, because now it's 10% on $110. So, you owe me now $121. And this is exactly how people get trapped in debt that they can't ever pay back. Because in this situation, the bank is the person loaning you money with the compounding interest rate, and you use it however you want, but it's never actually your money. It just expands and expands and expands in terms of how much you owe them. So it's important to be very careful how you spend your money because that thing that you're buying for $5 today, it ends up costing you way more than $5 for the duration of the time that you're holding on to that loan. Conversely, this is why you hear so many people talking about investing, for example, into the stock market. If you hold something in the stock market that has an average return of 8 to 10%, which a lot of ETFs do. It's the same process but now that compound interest is building up for you and over time you're going to have access to way more money than you actually put in. So it's very important to end up on the right side of that equation and obviously when you're a medical student you don't have access to much funds to invest but the point is understanding what compound interest is and making sure that you minimize the amount of debt that you're using in a reasonable way. The whole point of this is not to live your 20s and your younger years, you're already stressed with med school. The whole point isn't to think of everything in terms of money and just think about money all the time. Live your life, spend some money to make life easier for you, have some fun, but just be careful with it. So now that you understand that stuff, the next thing is just to be mature and independent with your financial decisions. Nowadays with social media, you see what everybody's up to, what they're buying, what they're driving, all that stuff. And it's easy to want to keep up with the Joneses, but if you try to do this, especially with money that you don't actually have, you're going to be in big trouble. So you have to think of the long term and educate yourself and decide what your financial goals are and what your financial priorities are. As you go through, you're going to realize the people you grew up with that followed a more traditional path. They're on to their careers by now, they're buying homes, they're buying cars, whatever the case may be. And you're not going to be in a financial situation where you can start doing that at the same time. And that's okay, you kind of have to master that delayed gratification that you're already good at and just stretch it out a little bit longer. There's always going to be somebody with a fancier car than you or a bigger house, whatever the case may be. It's not a game you're going to win and honestly it's not a fulfilling one even if you do win it. So set your own financial priorities, have your own financial goals in mind. Educate yourself and just follow a system that works for you. So in order to help you do this, you need to budget and be smart with your money. Everybody has different things that make them happy that they like spending money on so you have to factor all of that in to come up with a reasonable but sustainable budget for yourself and stick to it. Nowadays there's tons of apps and you can write down your budget whatever you want to do. Just start with the things that are kind of static and non-negotiable, things like rent, phone bills, stuff that you don't have a whole lot of control over, and then go into stuff that you don't need to have, but for you, it's nice to have. So your solid expenses are going to be what they're going to be, but when it comes to your liquid expenses, setting that budget for yourself, a nice way to do it is this concept from one of the books I talked about earlier called I Will Teach You To Be Rich, and it's this idea of having dials. So basically the premise is that everybody has their own dials. Like I said, different things make different people happy. So if you're going to be that person who's buying a $4 coffee and you have that dial turned all the way up, that's not necessarily a problem. But then you have to turn down your dials in other places. So if you're going to buy your $4 latte, go for it. But you can't be the person who's buying that $4 coffee every day and a Gucci belt and a new pair of shoes every other week. You kind of just have to give and take with yourself and find what works for you. So sit down, find your own budget, see what makes you happy and figure out a plan that you're gonna be able to stick with moving forward regardless of what anybody else is doing. And last but not least, I'd encourage you at the med student level, just try and spend on experiences instead of things. One day you're gonna look back in medical school as a time that you actually enjoyed. You're probably not gonna remember all the exams and things like that, but you will remember the relationships you formed and the experiences that you had if you put in the effort to actually do that stuff. I remember for me, we went to a ton of concerts, we went camping, skiing, all kinds of stuff, and it was so much fun. And when I think back on that time, I remember the experiences, but I don't remember the money I spent on them. So I'd encourage you, spend on experiences and not things that you're gonna forget about in a week from now. So that's pretty much it, guys. I hope you learned something. Again, I'd really encourage you to go over those resources I talked about and educate yourself on finances because For whatever reason, our education system doesn't do that for us. And I mean, it's absolutely inexcusable that a part of medical school isn't related to finance, but it is what it is. It's the way it is right now. Hopefully it changes. But regardless, take matters into your own hands and make sure you know what you're doing with your money because if you don't, it can go very poorly. Hope that was helpful. I'll see you guys next time. Take care.